I had a dream the other night that I had a third titty. What the fuck was the point in this goddamn dream? I never dream. I have trouble sleeping, right? I've had all kinds of problems. I used to have sleep apnea, so I never got sleep. I'm always waking up in the middle of the night to pee. So I never really get into that deep sleep where, you know, you can actually have dreams. But when I do have dreams, they're always weird and fucked up, like people that are dead will come back to life or I'll have some kind of weird disease. It's always like a nightmare. It's never like a nice, positive dream. So the other night, I wait, you know, I'm like, why? Why do I have, I wake up, I have a third titty. And it's like right under and in between my other two big titties. And I'm like, why am I dreaming this? Why am I dreaming that I have a third goddamn titty? Why can't it be a nice dream? Why can't I be on a beach somewhere with my beautiful Raul? And we're, we're sitting on the beach and we're sipping margaritas. And we're literally like, we're, we're completely nude. Just allowing, you know, the, the ocean water just to come up and touch our feet. It would be wonderful. But no, my dreams involve me having a third titty. And that's all I remember from the dream. There was nothing else productive about the fucking dream. All right? There was no storyline. There was no twist ending. It was just like, you got a third titty. And that's the type of shit that my brain comes up with when I sleep. You know, I used to have dreams where I'd be falling. I would have dreams where I'm naked at, like, school. I'd have all kinds of dreams. And it was always, like, something where I'm panicking and or something bad's happening to me. Like, I had a dream where I killed somebody. It's never good stuff. But on a relative basis, maybe the third titty was one of the better dreams I've had. I don't know, you know, to have a useless, thir- a noticeable third titty. Like, if you put a shirt on over it, it still shows up. Like, you, everyone knows you have a third titty. And it was just disgusting looking. And that that's my life. Is that my life? When I rest, I have dreams about having a third titty, a useless third titty. I mean, it kind of felt like a trippy, kind of like mushroom trip. Kind, kind of dream like one of those um one of those like weird dreams you have that just doesn't make sense and is like pointless but that's the dream i had couldn't be me winning the lotto couldn't be me you know uh getting rich and famous couldn't be me you know waking up and having a massive hog you know no it's it's me having a massive hog of a third titty and it just, it kind of was like, what, what did I take something? What, what is causing this? You know, I've had other problems. Like, a long time ago, I took that uh, drug Unisom to help me sleep once. And it would make me have, like, auditory hallucina- hallucinations where I would be hearing, like, little ringing in my ear and all kinds of weird shit. I didn't like that either. So I was like, what the fuck? But anyway, it kind of reminded me of a mushroom trip. And I wanted to open up with that. I was like, what is the point? Any little thing that happens in my life, I'm just going to like talk about on this podcast. The most insignificant thing ever I'm going to talk about. But it kind of reminded me of a mushroom trip, that dream, where I'm just sitting there staring at my third titty. 
And I have done mushrooms before, and uh, I only done them once. And the one time I did them, uh, it's a funny story. Uh, so I'm out of the lake. I take these mushrooms that were grown in an aquarium uh, by a friend. And, uh, you know, I take them and I, I have uh, not not really very strong hallucinations, you know. Um, for some reason, I see bugs everywhere. Like I have, there's a strap tie in my hand and it looks like a freaking like centipede. Or later, there's a cricket on my arm. I, I have no clue how it gets there. I freak the fuck out because there's a cricket on my arm. Like, if it was a snake, I wouldn't have freaked out. But for some reason, if it's a bug, I fucking hate them. I just can't deal with it. I'm going to fucking freak the fuck out. So I freak the fuck out. And it just ruins the entire time on mushrooms. Because... I have anxiety like the rest of the fucking night because I took these goddamn mushrooms. So I need to retry. My, what I'm trying to say is I need to retry mushrooms because I, I think that um, I think I had a bad. I should have been like in a clean, safe environment for my mushroom trip. I need a safe space for my mushroom trip. OK, so then, you know, I've took these mushrooms you know, it goes by, you know, once the anxiety goes down, I'm like, oh, I'm just going to go to sleep. I wake up the next day. I wake up in my house. I'm like, I guess I'm going to go in here and watch some TV. I go in to watch some TV. And I all of a sudden feel like a warm feeling. And I feel, uh, I feel wet. Like my butt feels wet. And I'm like, huh? Why does my butt feel wet? Well, I shit my pants like this green liquid diarrhea just seeped right through my apparently loose asshole and it just fucking covered the whole back of my pants uh, while I was watching TV. I didn't even know. I didn't even feel it like it just came out. I didn't even feel the need to shit. It just came the fuck out without any just seeped right out. And I'm like, oh, man, I fucking shit my pants just right here watching tv i had to go take a shower and clean up and and uh i went i went to the guy that did the mushrooms and i'm like hey man those mushrooms you grew in the uh aquarium um i shit my pants he's like no man i don't have nothing to do with the mushrooms and i'm like well i don't normally shit my pants i don't normally like you know, that doesn't normally happen to me. It's not something that happens often, uh, especially the way it happened that day with green sludge leaking out of my ass without me even knowing it. And he's like, nah, man, nah, my mushrooms are good. I didn't have no problem. This is you. <laughs> something you did. Something you must ate, dumbass. It's like, all right, if you say so. But that was my experience on mushrooms. I freaked out about bugs, and then I shit my pants. So not a good first, you know, delve into the mushroom psychedelics world. I've never done LSD or anything like that. Um, but I'm into like, you know, I, I want to redo mushrooms is all I'm trying to say. That's all I'm trying to say is that Victoria Vandenberg wants to redo mushrooms. She don't feel like she got a fair shake 
uh, I don't feel like I got a good trip out of that. And uh, uh, I feel like that I need to go back and redo that over. Because I hear about all these experiences. Like when you listen to shows like Joe Rogan, when you listen to or when you watch like Vice and all these different shows. What's that show on Vice with like the weirdo? Hamilton's Pharmacopoeia. Yeah, like the weird, you know, weird looking guy that runs around, you know, um, exploring and seeing different kinds of drugs. Um, (laughs) Which every time I see him, I I can't help but chuckle because he's just such a fucking oddball. But anyway, that's got me interested into retaking mushrooms. And maybe we need to have a podcast where Victoria just sits here and is like on shrooms podcasting. Okay. Uh, and maybe that's what we'll do. I've had, I've had kind of a rough week this week. This has been a stressful week to say the least. Um, a lot of stuff is going on that I will get into, uh, later. And, uh, but we, we've, we've we're gonna talk about several different things. I guess I'll, um, go ahead and uh, introduce the show. This is uh, Biscuits Buttered with none other than Victoria Vandenberg. Uh, I'm a trans woman living in small town Alabama. Uh, This show is basically about everything. It's about everything. It's just about my life. It's about my everyday experiences. It's about politics. It's about movies. It's about food. It's about culture. It's about comedy. It's about everything that's going on in the world that I want to talk about. It's it's about culture, okay? It's about culture, all right? Because I'm a very cultured woman. I drive a 1994 Mitsubishi Mirage. It's neon pink. Uh, it's convertible. And I smoke Virginia Slim 100s while drinking uh, a Negroni going down the road in my small town, my small mountainous town that I live in in Alabama, I am a truck driver. I drive all over the country. Today, we're in beautiful Jackson, Mississippi. It doesn't get any better than this. Uh, Living life high on the hog in Jackson, Mississippi. Um, And I will not be working next week. Uh, I have a trip planned, which I will talk about later. But every week, I'm just going to get on here, and I'm going to talk about my everyday experiences, weird shit I see, weird shit people say to me, weird shit I see going on out in the world and in politics and everything else. And um, that's that's just what the show's about. It, it's going to be kind of like an ADHD all over the place show where you don't know what you're going to get when you tune into the podcast. So I might talk about my third titty dream. I might talk about shitting myself doing mushrooms. I'm going to talk about a little bit of everything because, as I said, this is a cultured show about the culture. So... There's a lot of people. First topic of the day, and I think I've covered this on other podcasts, uh, but I wanted to get to it. The Hunter Biden story. Okay. So basically, we have the Hunter Biden story. You have the Hunter Biden laptop that was handed off to the FBI and CIA and everybody else. The media refused to cover it, saying that it was Russian disinformation, which it was not. You know, Hunter Biden is a crackhead that's worth like, last I checked, he's worth like $200 million. Uh, 
And he's made most of his fortune just being Joe Biden's son and having connections to that world. He is a lawyer. He did get through school. He's not like a complete idiot like, you know, um, uh, some of the people around Trump who went to law school and didn't actually pass the bar. But he actually passed the bar. He is a competent He's a competent person, but he's also a crackhead. So, you know, it's a mixed bag. Um, but anyway, this guy, the media refuses to cover the story because they keep being told it's Russian disinformation. The problem with that is that it's not true. And this is a huge fucking scandal in itself. So you have Biden announcing that he's going to run again this week. He can't even fucking talk. He rigged. The ele- he rigged the primary, so they're not going to have debates. They're changing the dates for the primary, so South Carolina is going to be first. So he's going to rig the states in the order they go in so he can rack up the most amount of points before any of his competitors get a chance, which I think is just unfair and I think it's undemocratic. And, you know, the Democratic Party is accusing the Republican Party of being undemocratic and, and doing a lot of shitty stuff. And it's like, but you're doing the same thing in your own primary. You're fucking cutting off your own people and you're using Trump as an excuse. And I think that's an insane thing to do. So I can't take, I cannot vote for Joe Biden. No matter who, I don't care who, I don't care who the guy is on the other side. Okay, Victoria has done lesser evil voting. If Trump is the nominee... And Biden is it's Biden and Trump. I'm just going to sit out the election because there's no one for me to vote for. Okay, there's no one for me in this race, and I'm tired of fucking dealing with these people. Okay, so you have so much going on with Biden. First off, he's old as shit. I think he's going to be like 82. Like, I mean, that's that's old. And uh, he's going to be running. He can't talk. He's not doing any campaign events. Uh, he's not meeting with the media. He's not going to have debates. He's rigging the primary election. He's doing all this crazy shit. And then he's completely lying about this scandal with his son, who has made an exorbitant amount of money uh, off of his name. And it's just kind of fucked up, man. Like, this is not good. You're not going to do, like, this guy needs to step aside because he's going to get Trump reelected again. And this is the thing that bothers me is everyone, then you have the people on the right, they're like, well, DeSantis is the most electable. The fuck DeSantis is the most electable. He's not. DeSantis is a fucking idiot who's losing in a fight to Disney right now. And he, he's done so much stupid shit that, you know, like wanting to cut Social Security and doing all this other stuff. He's not viably electable, okay? Trump is way more electable than DeSantis because he knows how to navigate these things way better. He knows how to navigate these waters. He's like the Muhammad Ali of politics. I hate Trump. I hate Trump. But he is very good at what he does. He, he can bring a lot of people out to vote. And I feel like we're heading. We are full steam ahead with Trump, who's currently under indictment. 
who's literally got a rape trial going on right now. There's two other things hanging over his head that he might get indicted for. And this guy's going to be our president. I mean, it's like the most insane situation ever. And then you have this old man who I don't consider as bad, but he's still, to me, just the way he's operating, not good either. Not good either. And I'm not voting for him. But, you know, we're in a bad situation politically. You have Biden who's offering absolutely nothing, bringing nothing to the table. It costs thousands upon thousands of dollars to go to an ER. Like if you get sick, it costs thousands of dollars if you go to the ER, which I will get to later because I went to the ER yesterday or well, day before yesterday. People are saddled in medical debt. The other day I looked at a house. It's a shack. It's a falling in shack. They're like $300,000. Can't afford housing. The minimum wage is still $725. This economy is the worst economy I've ever... To put it in perspective, back in 08 and 09, okay, I lived in South Alabama. I was way better off in that economy after the housing crash than I am now because at least the prices were cheaper, right? But the inflation is out of control and it's just, things aren't good. And I think Biden is going to end up losing to Trump this time around. Uh, I really do believe that. And, um, but having said that, I don't, I don't want to linger too long on politics because I feel like, People get tired of hearing it. It's just like this bad situation that we're all in together. And it's, it's, just, it's just not good. It's just not good. But for some reason, we have to all simultaneously have to just live through this shit, even though we don't want to live through this shit. I mean, I almost want to just move to another country just so I don't have to hear this bullshit anymore. Well, anyway, have you seen Hunter Biden's art? Have you seen Hunter Biden's art? He's actually, he's like George W. You know, like George W. Bush, like after he started, you know, a war on false pretenses and lied to everybody and committed all these crimes. He's like, I paint pictures now. I paint, I, I, I sold the ranch in Texas. I sold the ranch in Texas, which was just like, you know, a campaign stunt that he had a ranch in Texas. Just made him look more normal. Like, it was like, you're a rich fucking, like, isn't he from Connecticut? It's like, you're a rich kid from fucking Connecticut. And somehow you convince the whole world that you're a cowboy from fucking Texas. What a bunch of fucking shit. Um, so he paints pictures now. He's, he's, I, I look at him. He paints pictures. He's not a war criminal. What the fuck? Like, oh my God, this, the world we live in is so ridiculous that it's like, am I, is this even, maybe we are in a simulation. Maybe we are in a simulation because some of these things are so ridiculous that it's like, you can't even believe it. it's like, is this, who's writing this? Who is sitting somewhere writing the script that we're all living through right now. Cause that's the way it feels. What's that John Candy movie? 
there's a John Candy movie where he, oh God, what's it called? Is it Ridiculousness or Ridiculous? Well, anyway, there's a John Candy movie where he's a soap opera writer and he goes to this small town and he finds himself living in the uh, soap opera and he's able to take out his typewriter and write it as he goes. I feel like John Candy and a bunch of com- great comedy writers are just sitting somewhere writing the world we're living in right now. I mean, that's exactly what's going on. Uh, because Hunter, Hunter Biden is an artist, and uh, he's no joke really, really good. Believe it or not, I have a fundamental belief. If you do a lot of drugs, you're going to end up being a great artist. <laughs> and he's proven it. Because this guy's not only a lawyer, a businessman, you know, cutting deals all over the world in the Ukraine and everywhere else. You know, these all these corrupt deals and fucking hookers and, you know, taking pictures of his nine-inch hog. He's also a great artist. So look up his stuff. Google it. He actually is a really, really good artist. Kind of like this modern kind of weird art. And I, I would love to have a Hunter Biden, but that's just me. And, uh, you know, a lot of people shit on this guy. I actually like Hunter Biden. I actually like Hunter Biden. I wish he was the one that would run for president. uh, Because at least he's fucking interesting, you know. I'm like, oh, well, you know. It's like, oh, he's texting people pictures of his nine-inch hog and, you know, doing crack. Well, it's better than, you know, his dad, you know, rigging a fucking primary. Um so I truly believe Hunter Hunter Biden is the modern day Hunter S. Thompson. I think it doesn't get any better than him. Uh, I want Hunter Biden to run for president. I hope that tomorrow uh, our president, Joe Biden, dies and they say the only person that can replace him is Hunter Biden. And he just shows up with a paintbrush and a crack pipe and a suitcase and a laptop and he's just like, hey, I'm here. And then you can see his hog flopping around in his pants. Because apparently he's well endowed. He's well endowed. I don't know. That's just a fact. There's pictures of his cock online. Um, you know, all that stuff that was on the laptop was real. Um, and he seems like a really fun guy. So that's my idea, is run Hunter Biden for president. That way we at least... Get to relax a little bit. Like, look, he's a he's a crackhead. He's got a big dick. He does art. He's really interesting. You know, we'll never be bored, but at least he's not, you know, threatening wars and rigging shit. You know, it's like the type of corruption. There's a tolerable level of corruption that we can deal with, right? It's like, you know, it's just like that mayor from Washington, D.C. a long time ago. What was it? Marion Barry. It's like he did a little crack. So what? The people love him. And that's why Hunter Biden should run for president. He's fucking awesome. He's a modern day Hunter S. Thompson, only more talented in art, in art. Um, and I, I would like to see what he does. I'd like to see what kind of campaign platform he comes up with and uh, see, um, you know, where what we could get out of a Hunter Biden presidency, because I think we would probably get a lot more out of a Hunter Biden presidency than we would a fucking Joe Biden presidency. Look, Victoria Vandenberg believes in certain things, certain fundamental principles. We need a living wage. 
we need to do something about our healthcare system and the excessive expense of the healthcare system and the quality of the healthcare system. Because not only do we have shitty quality healthcare, it's expensive as fuck. Like you will literally go to a fucking ER, there'll be a nurse like smoking a cigarette. What do you want? I got chest pain. Why don't you just fucking go out in the parking lot and die? Don't make me clean up the mess here. So, I mean, that's the kind of service you get here. It's like, fuck you. You're going to pay us $10,000 for a fucking hour-long visit, and we don't give a fuck. You want us to hook you up to the EKG? Well, fuck you. Pay up front. That's the world we live in. Um, and I'm goddamn tired of it. I'll tell you that much right now. Um, why is it every time I get started, somebody starts walking up to my truck every week, in case you don't know, every week, I usually, wherever I'm at, I have to deliver products. I deliver products for the federal government. Yes, that's, that's a fact. I'm a federal government employee. And uh, I um, drive certain products around the country or well in the region. And uh, today I'm in Jackson, Mississippi, and I always, every week, I find uh, a place to park. And no matter where I park, some weirdo usually ends up like walking near my truck. I'm just like, I, I thought I was, you know, I always try to find a safe, quiet place away from people, and then the people just show up and fucking bother me anyway. Who's this fucking cocksucker one? He's walking around being a weirdo. That's the thing, you know, as a truck driver, you go around, you know, and you just, you see the weirdest shit as a truck driver. Like one day I was pulled over somewhere and a guy came up and he just started, um, I think he was trying to proposition me. Okay. So he came up and he was like, basically kind of like, he started out with just like itching his crotch and then it kind of went into a rub. And he just sat there in front of the car doing it or in front of my truck doing it. And I was just like, no, man, no, no, I didn't invite you here. Like, uh, no, like this isn't the olden days where we go out to a park and meet up in the woods. Like we, we have Grinder, We have Growler. We have all these wonderful apps where we can hook up with people and, you know, like, hey, you want to meet up? You want to meet up? We can go do our thing. Uh, we don't do this park bullshit anymore. This isn't the 1920s. We're not out like, you know, like there's a park near the town that I live in. And it's literally known as the gay park because all these old men is like, that's how they used to hook up. I'd go out to the gay park. They would go in the fucking brush and fuck, but I'm not into that. I am not into that. So uh, I don't like weirdos doing stuff like that around me. I've had lots of weird encounters and bathrooms and rest stops all over the country. And I'm not a fan of it. Uh, I'm trying to think of a story to tell you. Uh, one day I was in Nashville and there is a really shitty pilot truck stop and i'm not even quite sure if it's still there i want to think it was off of briley parkway uh but it's a horrible pilot truck stop just tiny uh you're likely to get robbed if you're there it's just a really shitty pilot truck stop and i almost did get robbed there once but that's not the story i'm telling 
I went into the bathroom and there's like this fucking acne faced ginger twink just fucking hanging out in the bathroom twerking or excuse me. <laughs> he was not twerking. I, I apologize. The twink was not twerking. He was tweaking. He was tweaking, not twerking. So don't confuse don't confuse it with twerking. He was not, I swear to you, he was not in the bathroom twerking. He was tweaking. He was on meth is what I'm trying to say. Uh, and he's just like lingering and being weird. And I'm just sitting there like, nah, man. Like, no. You, no one's no one's interested. No, like even me, a fucking uh, very um, promiscuous uh, homosexual. Uh, I'm not buying this product. I'm not. No, you, you're fucking disgusting. Like, sorry. I, I want to apologize to people with acne. Okay, this was a really, really bad case of acne. I mean, his whole face was like red with white. I mean, it was bulbous, like huge uh, acne all over his face, like white heads and black. Oh, just it was his face was just greasy. You could tell he hadn't had a bath. And I mean, it was just disgusting. And I'm like, nah, like I look first off, I don't want to do bathroom hookups. I'm not that kind of girl. All right. But second off. Uh, I'm afraid of Stella, instead of you blowing your load, you would actually just like come out your face. Like that's how disgusting your face is with all the pus and just nastiness in it. Not for me. I have standards. Yes, I am a big, fat, voluptuous, uh, oversized girl. Okay. And I realize maybe I should lower my standards a little because I am, uh, I'm a, I'm a little, I'm a little thick. Okay. Um, but no, I just, just eh, well, you know, I don't mind, I don't mind fucking other fat people. I just, you know, it's like, you got to look like you, you have a bath, you've had a bath. You got to look like, you know, you give a fuck about your life because <laughs> this person didn't look like they gave a fuck about their life. Um, and, uh, bathing, mainly bathing. If you take a bath, I'll fuck you. That's, that's, that's you know. If you bathe, you know, as long as you're clean, I'm going to fuck you. know, I'll fuck you. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you look like. Um, where am I going with this? I don't know. I just know is disgusting little uh, ginger with lots of acne that I was just completely disgusted by. I'm like, nah, nah, not happening. But speaking of homosexuals, speaking of... Uh, being a disgusting homosexual like myself. Um, Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham, the senator from, I believe, South Carolina, uh, he is like the most uh, disgusting person I've ever seen in my life because he's, he's obviously a gay man, like a very feminine gay man who is anti-gay, and is also like just all in on Trump now. And I just don't understand. I see him on TV just constantly trying to defend Trump and trying to like suck his balls and all this stuff. And I'm like, what is up with this guy? Why is, and I, I'm, I apologize for being on politics so much today. Um, let me look 
I think um, I actually do write down stuff sometimes that I'm like, oh, I'll talk about this. I'll talk about that. Uh, after Lindsey Graham, there's only one more political talk, talking point, um, which might be more toxic than this one. And then we will move on with the podcast, okay? So apparently this um, flaming queen, Lindsey Graham, um, who, um, you know, to me, I'm like, there has to be a rent boy out there or someone that he's fooled around with that can take him down because I'm just tired of seeing his face defending horrible people. Um, So there is a story about him, which uh, a lot of people say is made up, but it's, it's online. Apparently he had rented, um, he had uh, purchased a rent boy and this supposed rent boy. Now I've been told this is a fake story, but I don't give a fuck. I hate this guy. I'm going to tell it anyway. So this Senator Lindsey Graham supposedly got a uh, lady boy. Uh, no, <laughs> he didn't get a lady boy. He got a rent boy. I, sorry. This truck's hot. I always turn off the truck. That way you don't hear it in the background. And it just, it just makes things like super hot and frustrating. And maybe I can crack the window here. Now you can hear the cars going by on the outside. Well, anyway, he got him a rent boy. All right. And I'm assuming he, you know, paid, he probably made him sign an NDA and all this stuff. Well, anyway, supposedly when this rent boy was like, now I want you. My little rent boy, my little twink rent boy, I want you to fuck my ass. I want you to fuck my ass. I'm Lindsey Graham. Ooh. I'm an old, I'm an old gay. I survived the AIDS crisis. Ooh. And supposedly this uh, young man that was going to, you know, that Lindsey Graham had requested to fuck his ass, went and was like, okay, yeah, sure. Standard issue job. Gonna, gonna put, Put the dick to work here. Apparently, when he went to uh, actually uh, pull off Lindsey Graham's underwear and to spread his cheeks, it was just completely brown and black and different colors. And the rent boy assumed like, oh, he's got a bunch of shit on his ass. Like, Lindsey Graham doesn't clean his asshole? Like, that's really fucked up. Lindsey Graham's got a shitty ass. Like, he's, and he's like, oh, fuck, I'm being paid generously. I guess I'm just going to have to clean his ass for him and then fuck his ass. So he goes, he goes, and he gets a towel. And he starts trying to wipe down Lindsey Graham's ass. Just wiping and wiping away, but like this brown and black and all this weird textural stuff all over his ass will not go away and i swear to god lindsey graham looks at him and says oh no i didn't shit myself i didn't shit myself that that that's my ladybugs that's my ladybugs on my asshole i've got them all over they're my little ladybugs and apparently he told this rent boy that these, all this weird brown bumps and 
black bumps and different colored bumps on his ass are, he refers to them as ladybugs because they look like ladybugs. And they're actually just like cysts and moles on his ass. And so this guy ends up having to fuck his ass with all these weird moles that he refer that Lindsey Graham refers to as ladybugs. And that's why anytime you see Lindsey Graham on TV, never refer to him as Lindsey Graham. Always refer to him as ladybugs. Because that's the story and it's probably not true, but you know, I don't give a fuck. I'm retelling it. I'm retelling it because I do not give a good goddamn about this guy because I just, you know, you see Washington, D.C., and on both sides, there's just people that like, like, why are you there? Like, is it that important to you just to have the title of being a senator, even though you never do anything and you make the country worse? Like, I mean, I wouldn't want to have the job unless I was actually like able to point to things and go, I did that. I did this. I improved this. I just, I just wouldn't be able to live with myself. And I don't even really consider myself the most thoughtful, um, empathetic person in the world. But I would want there to be a point to my existence. And there's no point to this guy's existence because he doesn't do anything for anybody. He just wants to stay in office and be able to say he's a fucking senator and get his ass fucked by a rent boy, him and his ladybugs. Just weird. But I digress. I will move on to another topic uh, because I wanted to talk to you about my life. Um, as you, as I've said a lot on this podcast, I cannot afford my life. Okay? I don't ask much. I don't ask much. I just want to be able to go with my boyfriend to... Uh, I don't know, a Mexican restaurant or a Chinese restaurant on the weekend. Um, you know, that, that's not a big, that's not a, I want to have my own house. And when I'm off work on the weekend, I want to be able to go to a movie. I want to be able to go eat at a Chinese buffet. These aren't big requests. I mean, these, this isn't, this isn't a lot to ask, you know, out of life, right? I'm not asking a ton. All I want to do is have my own place, have a good job, and be able to afford to eat some chicken chili on the weekend or go have a margarita at uh, a Mexican restaurant. That's that's all I want to do, right? And I currently, even though I have a full-time job, can't afford to do these things. I'm living paycheck to paycheck. Um. And I don't even, I, I fix my own food during the week. Like Monday through Friday, I fix my own food and I eat out of my cooler when I'm at work. And this is the economy we're living in. And to put this in perspective, I live with my grandfather in the back of his house. I don't even have housing bills right now. But I've been on this journey where I'm trying to move out of his house. That way I can get me and Raul a place. Raul works six days a week at a chicken processing plant. And I, I want something better in my life. You know, I want to get somewhere in my life, right? 
And so I've decided that I'm going to have to take a second job. I'm going to have to work as a truck driver. I'm going to have to work a second job. So I did apply for a bus driver job. So in the mornings before I go to work, I have a little bit of time. I'm going to be driving school children on a bus, which is like the worst. I can't even imagine how bad this job's going to be. But apparently they're short on uh, drivers. They need like five bus drivers. Uh, so I'm assuming they'll let me come in in the morning and drive a bus. But this is the only way I realized if, if I took the job, I would at least be able that money from that part time job would be able. It basically I'd be able to pay a house payment with it. So um, I think I'm going to have to do that just so I can afford a shack in a shitty town in Alabama. I don't even want to say where. It's a fucking shit town with shit people. And uh, it's a horrible fucking place with toxic chemicals in the air. And they want fucking $200,000 for a fucking rundown shack. But apparently that's the fucking world we live in. Sorry, my my uh, rage is coming out. Um but you know, I've been I've been working on it. I've been um, trying to get ahead in life, and uh, if they tell me I can drive their fucking school bus in the morning, I think I'm going to do it just to have the money, so me and Raul can have a home together. Um, it's horrible what you have to do to get by in this country, um, because this house that I went and looked at, guess what? As I've previously said, it's it's owned by a realtor. Just like the other house I went to look at was owned by a realtor. Because all the homes are owned by realtors. Because they're buying up the houses and jacking up the prices. But nothing to see here, folks. Nothing illegal. No, just good old capitalism for you. Um, but I also have a second option. Um, I did request a transfer. Uh, I did request, well, actually, I, I tried to request a transfer, but there's so many rules with transferring at uh, the place I work that it's going to take years. Like they go by these ratios and it goes by whoever submits their request first and it's just so stupid. So I ended up having to directly apply to a job in Birmingham. So that job does pay more. So hopefully, and Birmingham's cheaper. And this is the thing that's crazy about it, is most people think badly of Birmingham, right? Most people have a bad opinion of Birmingham. I think it's a lovely place. You can actually still afford a house there. Uh, It's cheaper to live there. Uh, You don't have such a corrupt... Like, if you're in the Huntsville area, the housing market is just completely corrupt and just corporate-controlled. Like, they're building all these fucking shitty condos that don't look like they're going to hold up for 20 years. They're fuck All the realtors have bought up all the real estate and they're fucking, like, the housing market is just clenched right now. And I just can't afford anything up here. So, um, I'm going to have to move. I'm going to have to fucking move. Uh, and hopefully I will hear from this Birmingham job uh, and I can go live La Vida Loca in Birmingham. You can literally get a house for like 50 grand in Birmingham. It, it, it's going to make my life so much better. Um, 
And, you know, they have lots of great music venues there, like Iron City and Saturn and all these great places you can go, you know, Avondale Brewing, go have a Postal Pies. You can go have all these different places you can go eat and have fun and enjoy your life. Uh, you can go hang out on the Cahaba River. Um, it's just a beautiful place. You can go um, – they actually have a giant Vulcan that you can go to the top of and view like the whole fucking city. It's a wonderful place, Birmingham. I view it as a wonderful place. And I would rather live there than this hellhole where you have to make over 200 K a year to fucking live. Uh, now look, Huntsville's beautiful. Huntsville's beautiful. You go to bridge streets, gorgeous, all the stuff that's being built. I mean, it's a miracle city. I mean, it's, but it still doesn't change the fact that you've got to have the money to live here. And I don't have the money to live here. So I'm, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to move. That's all there is to it. It's an expensive city. I like this city. I like all the shopping and restaurants and everything. And I, I do like the fi- fact that everything's nice and shiny and new, <laughs> but again, there, there, there's no houses. The realtors have bought them all up. And then the houses that they're building are built so shitty and cheap. Like they're all like particle board homes that aren't going to last. I mean, just the, the, the slightest wind will blow them over. It's just horrible. So hopefully Victoria will get to move and will have the chance uh, to make more money. Because really... I mean, there's there's no other choice. I, I got to do something. I either got to get a second job here or I got to move to that other job in Birmingham. I don't see why they wouldn't hire me in Birmingham at this job I applied to, but everything is basically the same people. It's just a different location that I'd be working for. Same agency. Uh, but because of our weird rules, I think I'm just going to have to directly apply and start from scratch there, which I don't have a problem with it's just i'm gonna have to make a jump you gotta make this is the advice of the week i'll just go ahead and do it right now sometimes you gotta make a jump sometimes you gotta take wild chances to improve your life right and um that's what i'm doing i'm i'm taking a wild chance so i can actually have a life and enjoy my life and if you hear all that noise in the background i had to start the truck and run the air conditioner because it's just fucking burning up today but we have an ad here and i don't know if i ever introduced the podcast properly this is biscuits buttered with victoria vandenberg um this is a podcast about anything and everything anything victoria wants to talk about is what she talks about okay so you're just gonna have to deal with us hit us up on twitter on biscuit but pod that's the main social media platform i get on uh, we, we do have a platform on uh, or we do have a profile on uh, Facebook called Biscuits Buttered. I don't even get on it much, but uh, I need to start paying attention to it more. Um, and, you know, you can always uh, email us at biscuitsbuttered at proton.me, which I hadn't checked that in a while either. So I'm eventually going to have to get to it. But I really wanted this podcast to just be a vessel in which I just scream out into the ether. And I didn't want it to be something that took up too much of my time. And I didn't want it to be something that, you know, I was having to worry about every single day of the week. I just want to be able to 
have a place to vent and bitch and whine and do my own thing. But we do have a sponsor this week. We do have a sponsor. Um, are you... Do you know who Mark McGrath is? Do you know who Mark McGrath is? Okay? If you do, if you ever listen to ska bands, if you ever listen to Smash Mouth, if you ever listen to Mark McGrath, um, a pair of Skechers might be for you, okay? Do you have feet that hurt? Are you 40? Are you 40 years old or over? Older? Um, you might want to buy a pair of Skechers, all right? They've got the... Uh, they're, they're, first off, they're vegan. They're vegan shoes. I know that sounds weird, but they are vegan friendly. They have the gel insoles. They have the arch fit technology. All right. So you're going to be able, they're podiatrist. They're podiatrist approved. Okay. So if you're a person, you're in your 40s and you work for a living and uh, you need a pair of shoes because you're walking while you're at work. Uh, a pair of Skechers might be for you. So try them out. Try them out. Archfit technology, gel insoles. Uh, if you like listening to like music around the 2000s-ish, a pair of Skechers might be for you, you geriatric millennial. So I just wanted to uh, advertise for them today, and we're getting uh, generously uh, compensated for that ad. Um as we always do, uh, we were going to have the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones come in and um, uh, play a little bit of music for you. Uh, in, and, you know, they all wear Skechers, obviously. Um, so just if you ever get the chance, uh, go and go to your local store, get you a vegan-friendly pair of Skechers uh, with the ArchFit uh, podiatrist-approved gel insole technology, Mark McGrath-approved. He wears a pair every single day. He's cool as fuck. He's got a radio show. And if you don't know who he is, well, you're probably you're probably younger than thirty. <laughs> so just deal with it. Okay. So I watched a movie the other night, and uh, let me pull up the. Uh, let me pull up uh, the information on this. I should have pulled it up before I got here, but uh, there's a movie called Calvary. Um, it's a movie from 2014 with um, Brennan Gleeson. It's a John Michael McDonough movie, that Irish guy that makes all the sad movies. And I watched this the other day, and I did enjoy it. It has a lot of weird, fucked-up scenes and weird, fucked-up dialogue. I'm going to have to rewatch it because I kind of didn't get the point. I was kind of disappointed at the way it, where it went in the end. But anything with Brennan Gleeson and he's in Ireland and he's sad. He's so sad. He's just a sad priest. Uh, there's a lot of funny scenes. It's kind of like a dark comedy. There's a lot of funny scenes. There's a lot of cool stuff with Brennan Gleeson. And I would highly suggest this movie to anybody to see, but it's not the best uh, Brendan Gleeson movie, and it's not the best uh, John Michael McDonough movie. I, I think The Guard is much, much better. But this is still a great movie, and it still has lots of, you know, the the, the weird dark humor that you would expect from him. And um, you know, uh, there, there's you know, it starts out. 
literally the first, um, literally the opening scene, there's some dialogue which you're just like, damn, that's fucked up, man. <laughs> uh, and that's pretty much how the whole movie goes, um, where Brendan Gleeson plays a cool priest who helps people, I guess, I guess you'd say. But I do have stuff from my life that I wanted to talk about. Um, so let's, uh, hold on. Where's my, where'd it go? Okay. Sorry. I'm, I'm all over the place today. Um, so I just wanted to give, I've had a very stressful week. I can't even remember last weekend. So I know I hadn't really talked about anything from last weekend. Cause I can't really I'm trying to remember what I even did last weekend. I want to think me and Raul went out and did something. But well, anyway, it's been such a stressful week. Uh, but we did. I had to take off work this week. Because Raul, he kept saying, honey, my heart hurts. I'm like, what, what do you mean your heart hurts? He's like, my heart hurts. I'm like, okay. I need to take you to the doctor. He's like, oh, it's not a big deal. And I'm like, what the f- what the fuck do you mean it's not a big deal? You're saying your heart hurts. And I don't know whether this just got lost in translation. Because I'm still using Google Translate to, you know, communicate with him. And, um... Uh, so, you know, what is it? Saturday or Sunday, we went out to uh, a Mexican restaurant, as we always do. And, you know, we picked out. And he can't even eat his food because he's, like, nauseous. I'm like, oh, okay, honey. You know, like, that's fine, you know. And he's telling me, you know, it's not a big deal that his fucking heart's hurting. And I'm like, well, it's kind of a big deal. So, you know, then the week work week goes by, and he keeps telling me that his heart's hurting. I'm like, look, I will take off work. And I will take you to the doctor, goddammit. And he's like, no, I got to go to work. Because, you know, when you're not a citizen and you're on a visa, apparently you have to work or they'll fucking kick you out of the country. Um, So, you know, he's worried about that. He wants to do all the right things and be able to stay in the country. And uh, he goes into work, even though I tell him, like, hey, I'm taking off work and I'm going to take you the fucking doctor. Like, you know, it sounds like you need to go to the ER, not the fucking urgent care. And so he goes into work. He starts feeling like, you know, weak and nauseous and sick. And he he ends up having to leave work. And he gets me all worked up to the point where, like, you know, he leaves work. He's like, honey, I left work. I'm at home. Come get me. And I'm like, okay. And I run to his house. He's living with this lady. And he's telling me he's in the house and I'm sitting there banging on the door. I'm like, come on, let's go. We got to go. You know, you're fucking having a goddamn heart attack. I got to fucking get you to the doctor, you know, and sitting there banging on the door. And I'm just assuming I'm about to break down the fucking door because I'm just assuming he's passed out in there fucking coding and then I'm going to have to fucking resuscitate him. And he wasn't even in the fucking house. So, you know, he, he gets back, you know, his, his lady that he lives with pulls up. And I'm like, where the fuck are you? Where the fuck have you been? You know, and I'm like all worked up. And, you know, he's like, oh, my heart hurts. But, you know, like all this shit. And I'm like, okay. So get in the fucking car. We need to go to the ER. And he's like, no, 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 honey. It's not a big deal. We're just going to go to urgent care. And I'm just sort of like, 
Honey, this is a big deal. You're saying your heart's hurting. You're saying your heart's hurting. It's a big fucking deal. So he insists that we go to urgent care. So we go to this fucking shitty urgent care in a shit town in Alabama. And nobody gives a fuck at this place. And he's like, this is the cheap urgent care. And if it was the cheap urgent care... I would hate to see an expensive urgent care because a lot of these, there's a lot of places that brand themselves as like the economy choice, the cheap choice. But then once you get in there, uh, they nickel and dime you for every single thing. And it actually ends up being way more expensive than if you would have just went to uh, the normal place. You know, if, if you ever had this experience, like, okay, I'll give two examples. Frontier Airlines. Frontier Airlines will be like, hey, our tickets are cheaper, but then they'll nickel and dime you over every little thing, and it'll end up being more expensive than if you went with United. And then, like, um, there's an eyeglasses place. I think it's America's Best Eyeglasses. That place advertises itself as a cheap option, but I swear to God, you will leave there spending twice as much as if you went to just a normal eyeglasses place. They brand themselves as cheap, but then they just layer on everything and the costs. It's fucking horrible. And that, that's the way this place was. So we went in and the, they're like, you know, we don't know what to do with you. You know, if you're having chest pain, you need to go to the ER. So we wasted like three hours at this fucking urgent care. And they're like, you need to go to the ER. Like if you're having breathing problems and your left arm's hurting and your chest's hurting, you know, and I'm, I'm just like, about to lose it like i'm just my stress levels are like 11 out of 10 i even break down crying as i'm taking him to the fucking doctor i mean i'm just a fucking mess so we get him in to the hospital luckily we went from that shitty urgent care we went to a better hospital for the area and they actually got him right in and got him on an ekg and took his vitals and i'm just like honey your vitals are perfect. I don't know about your EKG because I can't read the EKG thing, but I can read the vitals. And your vitals are perfect. And then they take a chest x-ray. They do all this shit. They take blood labs. And they're like, hey, we can't find nothing wrong with you. <laughs> we can't find nothing wrong with you. And I'm like, honey, we just... We're literally going to get a bill for $10,000 because of this. Because I don't have Raul on my insurance yet. I said, this is going to really fuck us over. And uh, basically, they just gave him some muscle relax. They're like, your, your chest must be hurting just from your job. And I'm like, do you lift your arms a lot? Do you sleep on it weird? What? I mean, I was thinking this was way something more like when you say you're nauseous and your left chest is hurting and your left arm is hurting, I'm thinking, holy shit, you're dying. I mean, he was even saying that he was having shortness of breath or that it hurt when he breathed. And I'm just you know, like, oh, my God, you're fucking dying. And then, you know, we get there and it's like, oh, maybe you're lost. In my, and I'm sitting there like, Jesus Christ, he either has really bad anxiety like me, you know, I have panic attacks and anxiety attacks. He's a head case like me. Uh, and it's weird, you know, I've known this guy several months now, and I feel like he's going to be my long-term partner. I mean, that's the way it feels. And I'm like, fuck, he's a head case just like me. Who would have thought 
that a person that runs around picking flowers in the woods nude and giving uh, morbidly obese transgender women blowjobs uh, in the wilds of Alabama, who would have thought that person's a head case? I would have never guessed it. But apparently he, he has anxiety problems like me. So he got me so worked up I was crying. And it ended up being something like mine or like, oh, you're just, you pulled something in your fucking chest or something. And so it ended up being a false alarm. And it just like, that whole day was so stressful that I wanted to go home and just drink. Like that, that's how stressed out I was that I just wanted to go home and just drink, drink myself to sleep. I didn't, I didn't. Cause usually during the week I, go on a strict diet but uh it was just it was just really stressful and i just wanted to let the audience know that everything's okay uh some weirdo's walking up to the truck now got another weird person walking up here i don't know why but maybe he'll be gone soon uh but i did want to talk about one more subject and this one might be uh, a little controversial um, we got to talk about Leah Catherine Thomas, okay? If you don't know who Leah Catherine Thomas is, uh, she's a um, transgender swimmer, and she uh, apparently, um, you know... Uh, basically transitioned and then like a month later was competing in women's sports. Uh, look, let me be clear on my position on this, okay? As a transgender person, obviously. Um, I'm not saying that transgender people shouldn't be allowed to compete in the sport of their preference and of the gender that they prefer. What I'm saying is that you can't just say, hey, I'm a female, and then expect a month later to jump into female sports, okay? You have to give, there has to be a transitioning process. I'm sorry, there just has to be a transitioning process. You need to be on estrogen for a while. You need to be uh, living as a woman for a while. I mean, I, I I don't know, you know, I'm going to defer to the scientists and the medical profession to make those decisions, but the idea that you can just say you're a woman and then go compete in women's sports is unfair to women, okay? I'm not, we're, we're not talking about um, women who transition to men. They can compete in sports all they want even if they want to compete with men. That's perfectly fine, right? We're not, we're not saying that. But there obviously is a difference between, there's a difference between men and women. There just is. It's just a fact. Um, and you have to, if you transition to a, women, a woman, you have to give your hormone treatments and your body time to adjust and, you know, the idea that we're going to allow someone to do that, because look, I know what you're thinking, like, this is transphobic. 
you know, a lot of people are going to call it transphobic. It's like, this is not transphobia. You're putting it, look, this, we're talking about sports. This is people cheating sports all the time. People cheating sports, no matter who you are, or where you come from, you cheat in sports. And I could see a situation where someone says they're transgender, doesn't take their hormone therapy, goes out there full of piss and vinegar with fucking testosterone pumping through their veins, just fucking just lighten people up, lighten women up in the division. And it's unfair to women. There are, there's more than one person to consider here. Okay. I know everyone wants to like encase all transgender people in a neat little case and say, Oh, we got to protect them from everything just as a trans person. Um, that's, that's, you shouldn't do that. Okay. Because women have rights too. biological women have rights too. And they should have a say in who they get to compete against. You know, this there's two different parties here. There's not one party, okay? There's two different parties here, and we have to consider both their rights, right? So the thing about this that drives me crazy is, first off, we always get accused of transphobia. It's not transphobia. Because we're talking about a subset of a subset of a subset of transgender people. We're not talking about women who transition to men. They can compete in men's sports all they want. No one's going to complain about that. We're talking about men who transition to women, but then also, even more so than just transitioning to being a woman, uh, doesn't have any time in between their transition and jumping into women's athletics. There are bone structure differences. There are tons of biological differences between men and women. That's why there's different categories in sports in the first place. You know, that's the reason we have women's divisions and men's divisions because men are bigger. They have heavier, denser bones. They have more testosterone. They have more, you know, they're just more like we're built different. Okay. It's just a fact Men are built different and you need, and I'm not saying that uh, transgender women shouldn't be allowed to compete in sports. All I'm saying is that there should be definitely laid out reasonable guidelines and a process for which they can compete uh, where we look at like, hey, What's their estrogen look like? What's their testosterone levels look like? Uh, how long, when did they officially declare that they were a woman? How long has that been? How long should they be on hormone treatment before we officially say, okay, it's, it's time for you to compete? There's a lot of different things to consider because this is the thing that drives me crazy about it. Like, I'm a fan of UFC, and I've seen so many fighters that got in trouble for taking human growth hormone and testosterone and, and, you know, playing around with different types of drugs and, you know, even everything all the way down to uh, the way they cut weight to weigh on the scale, get scrutinized. And, you know, it's just like with uh, the MMA fighter, Dan Henderson, you know, he fought into his forties and he wanted to continue his career And uh, so he started going on testosterone therapy because he wasn't producing as much testosterone as he needed to. 
and even they said, you know what? You can't do that. You can't take testosterone anymore. We're not going to allow testosterone therapy anymore. And that's perfectly fine. I mean, that's what the uh, USADA came up with. And, you know, he lasted a couple more years after that. But um, there just has to be rules and guidelines, which everyone agrees upon, to make sure that we're protecting both parties, biological women and trans women. We want to make sure that both can compete and both parties, because to me, it's not it's not fair to call people transphobic when all they're doing is going, hey, we, we need to look and make sure everything's fair for everybody. OK, that's all we're trying to do. And that's why I'm getting to Leah Thompson. OK, let me pull up the article. Which I sometimes accidentally refer to as Leah Thompson. Leah Thomas is basically calling everyone transphobic. Um, and you have all these uh, different athletes going back and forth with her. Um, basically, Leah Thompson Thomas is calling all feminists transphobic and all like athletes that are women transphobic. And it's like no. No, 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 no. You are being treated with kid gloves right now, Leah Thomas. I, I don't know how to tell you. You you are really being treated with kid gloves. You are, I, I forget how, Leah Thomas is not a small woman. She was once a man who was an Olympic swimmer, was not even ranked, and then all of a sudden went to the best in the planet when she became a woman okay when she transitioned and you have an unfair advantage i'm sorry it's just a fact you have an unfair advantage against these other women it's obvious and you're sitting there calling them transphobic just so you you're able to you know win win awards and win trophies you're a fucking sociopath and someone should just stop like we're all walking on like we're, we're all walking on a tightrope because we're afraid of being called transphobic by this fucking complete sociopath, Leah Thomas. Um, and I'm tired of it. It's like you were a swimmer. You were ranked like 500 and something last I checked. And then you went into the women's division. And all of a sudden you're the greatest swimmer they've ever had. So I'm, I'm tired of fucking hearing about it. You're, you're bigger, you're stronger, you have longer arms, you have longer legs. You're going to be better at swimming. And you're taking, you're taking that championship away from someone who deserves it. It's not right. It's not right. And it, it's almost... I mean, I don't even know what to say, but it's almost like criminal allowing this person to come in. I'm not saying she shouldn't be allowed. I'm just saying there should be heavy scrutiny. There should be drug tests. There should be a period where she's on hormone therapy and she proves that she's on hormone therapy before she's allowed to go in here and take a championship away from a biological woman. I mean, it's like, look. I'm a transgender person. I support trans rights. I support trans people being, you know, all the stuff about bathrooms is overblown. All the stuff about, you know, all the, you know, stuff you hear the right say is all overblown. But in this one area, in this one area, I'm like, wait, hold up. 
there there are there's more than one party here and there is like if we're gonna say i mean we might as well just get rid of the categories of men and women's sports i mean it's just it's so ridiculous leah thomas uh is just like in my opinion a complete sociopath but that's my opinion on it if you think i'm wrong give me a shout out you can hit me up on twitter uh this butt pod um and I just want to say that I'm fucking tired of these complete sociopaths fucking just claiming everyone's transphobic. They're not. They're not. You're six foot three. You've got fucking seven inches of fucking cut dick in between your fucking legs. All right? You're not exactly... You're not exactly a biological female. I mean, it's just... Even if you're on hormone treatment, you're not exactly a biological female. There's science, people. There's just science. And we can't ignore it. Like, look, I support trans rights. I'm a trans person. But there's just differences. There's differences between the sexes. And we can't ignore that. We can't lie to ourselves. And we can't let sociopaths like Leah Thomas tell us any different. And... um that's all I'm going to say on that. And I'm tired of, I, I'm sorry for dragging you through uh, that horrible, horrible political rant um, about Leah Thomas. I, you know what? I don't think I'm ever going to mention her on the podcast again. But we've got to stop calling people transphobes. That's my point that I'm trying to get to. We've got to actually sit down and discuss things and actually talk it out, believe it or not. So yesterday, I was, um, yesterday, and I don't even know why I'm mentioning this. Why the fuck am I even putting this in here? Yesterday, I was, um, I was in a parking lot, and there was, uh, a really weird looking guy who was like morbidly obese in a wheelchair, and he was wearing a NASA shirt and a cowboy hat. And uh, didn't have any legs. He completely lost his legs, I, I guess, due to diabetes. And he was just rolling around in the parking lot. Nothing to do. And I'm like, what, what is this guy doing? Like, why is he out here? And, like, he rolled in front of my truck. Like, fucking, like, momentarily stopping me from moving forward. And I'm like, is he homeless? What is he doing? And he's just running around. I just, I was just like, man, the world is full of beautiful characters. That this guy exists. Like this is, this has to be a simulation. That there is literally a morbidly obese guy in a wheelchair. In a NASA shirt. I'm going to call him the NASA wheelchair cowboy. Just rolling around, making Huntsville the most beautiful place in the world to live. That you have people just all over the place that don't, have a they can't afford anywhere to live, so they're out on the street, just li- and he's enjoying himself. Somehow he's enjoying himself, just being what I'm going to refer to as the NASA wheelchair cowboy. And um, there's something beautiful about that because I don't enjoy my life. I don't really enjoy a lot to do in my life. I'm really annoyed and pissed off about my life, but somehow that guy's enjoying it. So why shouldn't I? He lives in Huntsville. 
He doesn't have a home. He's homeless. He lives under a fucking bridge. He doesn't have any legs. Somehow he's remained obese, even though I guess he's eating out of the dumpster. I don't know. And he's like, he's just living it up, just living in La Vida Loca. Maybe that's where I'll end up. Maybe I'll get to that place where even being an amputee in a wheelchair in a cowboy hat in Huntsville, Alabama, uh, maybe he, maybe he's found joy. Maybe he's found his zen. Okay. Maybe he's, um, uh, what do you call it? What do the Scientologists say? They've went clear. Maybe he's went clear. But, uh, yeah, I guess that's the advice of the day. Just try to enjoy life. Try to, you know, not get worked up about This week I've been worked up about everything. So you just got to take a moment, breathe, drink in the country air, drink in the city air. Just enjoy being in your truck, watching a morbidly obese amputee in a NASA shirt and a cowboy hat rolling around the parking lot just living it up. The small things, you got to you gotta take in the small things and really just take it in and enjoy it while, while you're here. While, you know, you, we, we live short lives, people. We live short lives. And while the other day I was hyperventilating and crying over what I thought was Raul dying, he didn't die. He's still here. So you got to take it easy on yourself and just enjoy the moments. Enjoy the little time you have where Raul Enjoy the time you have with your family and friends and loved ones. Try to drink it in and enjoy it. Even the stupid stuff in life, like an amputated cowboy NASA enthusiast rolling down Memorial Boulevard in Huntsville, Alabama. I thank you. I thank you for joining me here. Uh, Today I'm actually uh, in Jackson, Mississippi. This is a beautiful city. Uh, full of beautiful people. Uh, I'm about to head back to Huntsville. Um, I'm glad that you tune in every week and listen to me. I noticed that we've gotten more listeners recently. Um, oh, I forgot to talk about something big, actually, before I left the podcast. But I did want to emphasize, just enjoy your life, right? But uh, I am, this is the last podcast before I go on vacation tomorrow, um, I'm getting on a plane. I'm going to Utah with my grandfather. We are uh, going to see all the national parks in Utah. And uh, when I get back, because I'm going to be gone, it might be not this Sunday, but the next Sunday. It might be like a week and a half before I actually have another podcast, unless I somehow get the time to podcast while I'm in Utah, which I doubt I will, because usually anytime I go on a vacation with my grandfather, he for his old age. He, he really loves to shop and go out and see things. And I'm most, most of our time is going to be spent on the road, driving from arches, designed all these different places. So we're going to be on the road, road trip, and we will do a podcast about Utah. And hopefully Raul will still be here when I get back and, um, I'll be able to hug and kiss and love on him. Um, so yeah. We got that going for us. So expect a little bit of time before the next pod, maybe a week and a half before we do another podcast. Um, and yeah, so um, I want to thank you for joining me here in Jackson, uh, Mississippi. I'm fixing to head back to Huntsville. Uh, we uh, 
surprisingly for this trip to Jackson, I haven't seen too much of uh, too much crazy bullshit down here today. And usually there's lots of homeless people and just crazy fentanyl users. But uh, today it's been good. So um, I love you all and uh, I will see you in a week and a half.